Imagination is more important than knowledge. Albert Einstein. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents Channel. My name is Jesse Durham. So this is going to be another installment. This is going to be from page 14 from R. Nelson Nash's fifth edition of Becoming Your Own Banker. It's a brief section in the book, but it is early on and out of necessity. You see, Nash believed that having imagination was one of the most important, if not the most important characteristic to even think and wrap our minds around the concept of infinite banking. And he quotes Einstein as saying, imagination is more important than knowledge. And coming from Albert Einstein, I mean, I know that that really stuck out to me, and I'm sure that it does to you as the reader as well. Imagination being the most important thing. And I can say that having practiced this idea for several years now, my wife and I owning multiple po policies from multiple companies, you know, having systematically built on our privatized banking system over the years and paying premiums, making policy loans, practicing infinite banking, all the banking side of using these policies the way that Nash is describing in his book. Imaginative instances have just organically occurred. I know I've had multiple aha moments Along the way, I had aha moments when I was first reading the book, the first couple of times that I read the book through. I know that I had aha moments after we were already paying significant premiums and doing pretty significant things with our cash values. And even within this past year, this is our sixth year practicing infinite banking personally, ourselves as consumers. And of course, we're teaching and coaching and mentoring others professionally now. But even within this past year, I've had more aha moments where I realize more about the infinite part of the infinite banking concept. And that's where our imagination is the limiting factor in how we can apply this knowledge. So, Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Nash was not reluctant to point that out. And he did go on to say that when practicing the infinite banking concept. And for those of you that are vetting this idea, researching, what does it even mean to become your own banker? I love the balance that we find in the spectrum of characteristics that Nash mentioned. He mentioned imagination first. It's the greatest. But he also said that reason logic, okay? I mean, just sound fundamental characteristics when doing anything financially. And he did also mention prophecy, which we'll probably speak about more elsewhere. But in this particular segment of imagination, I know that when I'm talking to prospective clients, for example, let's say we get to the point where the potential client, the prospective client knows that they want to become their own banker and we're taking a look because we don't have a cookie cutter approach and Nash didn't promote a cookie cutter approach to infinite banking, but we begin to look at their particular financial footprint. What are they doing in business? What's going on in their household? What are they doing for investing? Just taking a look at how things sit currently and projecting into the future, well, what do we want to be able to do with your privatized infinite banking system? And not just you, but of course, again, pointing to more principles from Nash, thinking intergenerationally. 
However, when we come to the point of, in particularly, paying premiums, that's another great example, and it just happens. I know that it happened with my wife and I when we were considering, well, how much should we pay ourselves? How much premium should we be paying to be able to begin to actually satisfy our need of finance in some area? You know, we started out with a certain amount of student loan debt, car notes, just different things. We were that all-American, that average American that Nash describes in his book. And we were encouraged to be imaginative in arriving at our number. While being grounded in reason and logic, it should make sense. So, you know, I've heard it said that if the number doesn't raise your eyebrows a little bit and cause some, you know, marital discussions about the sanity of one or the other or both, that's somewhat in jest. But really, it, it should be a balance between those two of being imaginative, ambitious in the premium that we choose to pay, but also being reasonable and logical in deciding what that number should be for us. And again, we can, I can't say we can always add to our system. I, When we know how this works, how it cur currently sits, if we're not our own banker, as soon as we know that we want to become our own banker, we need to be about it. We need to put our hands to the plow and don't look back, not to the left, not to the right begin the journey of becoming our own banker. But Nash points out in his book, he doesn't talk about a policy. He's talking about building a system of policies over the course of your lifetime. So it would be preferable to err on a conservative side because we probably all start too small in the beginning. Even though my wife and I paid a significant percentage of our gross income with our very first policy, it was still reasonable and logical at the same time. So even though it was, we'd never done something to that scale, probably at that time, um, to equal the gravity that that first policy has been for us and was at that time, it was significant for us. And yet it was less than a year later that we had another policy enforced because we realized by you know, Nash would say more is caught than taught. So we realized our imagination grew that we needed to add to our system. And we have since then as well. So picking a number that's ambitious, imaginative, but also being reasonable, logical, it should make sense. Now, the story that Nash mentions on page 14 in the fifth edition of Becoming Your Own Banker is about young Carl Goss. And he was a child at the time of the story. Now, of course, he's known as one of the greatest mathematicians of all time, perhaps. And he discovered something that Nash is, this is so elegantly pointed out. Young Goss discovered something that was already there, something that already existed. It was a fixed relationship. Now, let me, let me relate the story to you. So, Young Carl Goss, I believe he was seven years old, is in his class, and the teacher assigns a task of adding all the numbers up to 100 together. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, all the way to 100, add those together. And everyone grabs their slate and chalk and books and probably gets into groups, and they talk about it, and they 
begin to work on it and the teacher notices that Carl is just sitting there apparently being apathetic about beginning the task and presently Carl writes down a number presents it to the teacher lo and behold it's the correct number and of course it's a big to-do because the teacher obviously saw that Carl wasn't busy and diving into any books or asking some questions or working anything out laboriously on the slate, but just presented the actual and true answer. And, and when being questioned about that, Carl just said that, well, he began to visualize this spectrum of numbers. And he said, well, what if I add 1 and 100? I get 101. Okay, let me move in towards the middle on this range of numbers. What if I add 2 and 99? I get 101. So what he saw is from the beginning, working all the way to the very middle, adding the two numbers from polar opposite sides would give him the same number. So what he did was he visualized that range being cut in half and folded upon itself. Now the problem was very much condensed and he was able to condense that time frame in arriving at the correct answer by noticing this fixed relationship of the halfway point being able to be folded upon itself, those numbers, and seeing what was not necessarily visible without imagination. And that, that was the whole point. Carl, not by looking at books, not by having conversations, not by asking questions, not by laboriously working through various and, and multiple scenarios, he used his imagination and was able to recognize that fixed relationship that already existed. So what Nash points out in his book is that there are fixed mathematical, natural relationships. And we will get to some very impactful examples. I can remember when I was asked certain questions that revolved around this idea of fixed relationships, when we begin to talk about interest rates. Well, let me go ahead and say, when we're paying off a home, for example, a home mortgage, the vast majority of the interest is paid in the beginning. More of the payment goes towards interest than towards the principal, actually paying off the home. We're paying back the loan from the conventional commercial banking entity. And the fixed relationship then is that while the interest amount decreases as that note amortizes, the amount going towards the principal increases. So the fixed relationship is while interest owed is decreasing, the amount of payment going towards the principal increases. Well, to add just human nature to this fixed relationship, what if individuals move, and let's just say, I know it could be more or less, never or always, let's just say the average American moves every seven years or at least refinances. Doesn't that fixed relationship begin anew all over again with greater and greater and seemingly perpetual 
interest, vast volumes of interest, volumes of interest being paid out to the lender. Money that will forever leave our hands is going to pay a continual, perpetual, and significant volume of interest. So recognizing these fixed relationships like young Carl did in learning this mathematical relationship between the numbers 1 and 100 and what if we added all of those together and what that looks like, it's just a very interesting example about how imagination can be and Einstein said it in fact is more important than knowledge itself. So in reading this book, in vetting this idea, in researching the concept of infinite banking, and even when you are practicing, even if you're already a client and you have a policy or policies, just remember that moving forward, be open-minded. Imagination is more important than knowledge, and we highly encourage learning and knowledge. So did Nash. He was an avid reader. He even has recommended book sections in the back of his Becoming Your Own Banker book. And if you need to have a conversation as a client or as a prospective client, someone who's vetting this idea, you can, of course, reach me at 828-817-4223. You can email DurhamTalents at gmail.com. This has been a great pleasure for me. I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day. Take care. Friends, neighbors, church members, business partners, acquaintances, and then all those same people for my people, our people. We the people. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. I'm liking that. That fires me up. Let's go.